Hi, hello. Welcome to another episode of Isaiah's Newsstand. It's your host, Isaiah Edwards. How's it going? Uh, crazy week, right? Um, I mean, if you've been keeping up with any news, I'm sure you're pretty well aware. Things are popping off, if you will. Um, but before we get into that, you know, we usually do a little decompress and, you know, talk about me, you know, <laughs> my favorite subject. <laughs> no, um, I'm not that crazy or narcissistic, I don't think. Um, but yeah, no, about me, uh, food, food corner. I think that's probably the favorite bit about this podcast. Um, did some mellow mushroom and I don't mean the drug. I mean the food. (laughs) Um, it was good. Um, I got the cloud nine wings. Those are pretty solid though. I will say chameleons wings are just still better. That's still like the best pizza place wings I've had. Um, also got some pizza and I feel like I always get like basic pizza. So like mellow mushroom doesn't really shine on the pizza front for me. Like I'm more of a side guy. Cause you know, I got those pretzels, you know, they were in ro- the pretzel pizza crust, you know, they were in rotation. Okay. Yes. Yes. Um, but did a half and half pizza. It was like this uh, mushroom was one half, and the other half was like a Maui Wowie situation. So, like a uh, pineapple, bacon, ham, I think was involved. Also, onions were on both parts. It was crazy. It was nice. I liked it. Um, and uh, also did some Chipotle, uh, if you will. Um, but that's kind of like, you know, standard operation procedure. But it's good to me. I like it. Um, Though Moe's is the best burrito place. I don't know if you guys have followed my opinions throughout this whole podcast series, but Moe's is my favorite burrito place. Highly recommend. Not sponsored. Um, video Game Corner. Um, I'm not playing it, but I'm watching it a lot. Uh, Elden Ring. Super dope. Love it. Um, Dark Souls type of game. So if you don't know what I mean by that, essentially it's like, hey... You want to go into this this game knowing you're going to suffer. You're going to lose. You're going to die a lot. And then you're going to beat bosses and feel good about it. Um, so I don't like going through that mental hell. But I do like watching people go through it sometimes. Um, so it's been fun. That, that dropped. Um, other than that, though, I think we can just get into it. Um, so essentially, shit is popping off in Ukraine. Um, you know, we've been talking about it, a lot of buildup. Um, I'm sure, you know, you guys know my speculation at least a little bit. I didn't think this shit was going to go all the way, you know. Uh, technically, Russia and Ukraine have been at this since 2014. But, you know, the whole thing with the border or the troop buildup at the border with all the tanks and everything, I was like, okay, Putin's not that crazy. He's not gonna. He's not gonna go all the way with this. He's doing this to get what he wants, and then once he gets what he wants or something close to it, he'll be he'll be cool. But uh, NATO wasn't gonna give it to him. U.S. was obviously saying no. We're you know we don't we're not gonna have Ukraine come in to NATO, but we aren't going to pull out our people in other NATO in other NATO aligned places and things like that. Um, and we're just not gonna you know kowtow to what you want um so putin took it there um he started things off with this like really eerie heavy speech um essentially saying like you know starting it off i don't it was about an hour uh, about 45 minutes 
um, you know, it was translated, and I'm paraphrasing here, but essentially he said, you know, Ukraine's not a country. It's like this Bolshevik thing that was artificially created. Um, and so I'm not really recognizing it, but I am recognizing um, the independent republic of Donetsk, Donetsk and Luhansk, um, essentially kind of making the claim that, hey, we have a right as Russia to come and help support those people. And those are separatists who have kind of expanded out of Crimea, I believe. Um, essentially, you know, kind of casting the die saying, yeah, it's on. It, we, we are going to invade you. Um, you know, he also added that, you know, if you aren't this Bolshevik created thing, then you're definitely a puppet to the West. Um, he also did mention that his campaign pushing and throwing in support, putting in peacekeepers, he added, um, was to help denazify um, the country, um, which a lot of people, a lot of news outlets are kind of decrying as like, oh, that's crazy. Like he's making that all up. It's all propaganda. And uh, most of this stuff is Putin is not the good guy here. Um, no matter how he's going to word it, slice this up. But I will say from what I have seen and what I have like, you know, researched on my own, um, there is a bit of Nazi, um, presence in Ukraine, but it's to the extent that it would be in America and Germany in any state place. Like it's, it's fucked up and it's gross. Um, you know, seeing the Azov battalion with their weird little Nazi like adjacent things, the whole shit is gross. That's definitely not cool. But at the same time, it doesn't give Putin, you know, the reason and excuse to be like, Hey, you guys are genociding my people, quote unquote. We're going to come and get rid of all Nazis and we're going to stop all these terrorists and, you know, we're going to make everything good in Ukraine. Um, essentially, though, this has obviously gone down really poorly. Um, also, I, I would say a good reference in terms of Putin's speech. The BBC does have a good article on it. I think most of this episode is going to be a little bit of me just kind of referencing articles and then kind of going off of my own kind of gatherings. But uh, Reuters is also a good one. That's kind of my main that I would say I'd use for my reference on this episode. Um, but so he launched actual troops into the area now. You know, we've kind of escalated things. Well, I wouldn't say there's no kind of about it. There, you know, there's airstrikes. Uh, cyber attacks has also been a thing. They've been attacking, you know, banking websites, government websites, parliament with DDoS attacks. Um, also they've been like jamming like air stuff. They've been like trying to take over. I think they, they did take over Chernobyl. Um, so, I mean, it's definitely been a big push. Uh, luckily, or, you know, I don't know if it's luck, whatever you want to call it, but like, um, president Zelensky is still, um, in Ukraine, you know, he hasn't left, he hasn't fled. Um, in my opinion, I think he is doing the best he can. He has definitely tried to talk to all of Europe, including Putin. Uh, Putin more or less left him on red. Um, other countries have, you know, he hearing him out, but they're not throwing support. And, you know, this whole time he was kind of a big catalyst because he realized like, Hey, if I'm going to work with Russia, it literally turns Ukraine into a puppet nation and I don't want to do that. So let me work with the West and, um, you know, hopefully get into NATO and, you know, 
they say, hey, oh, yeah, yeah, that'd be great. That'd be, that'd be dope if you join NATO. That'd be cool. That'll happen one day. And then they proceed to just not let it happen because they kind of knew, I think, that it could lead to this, that even the mention of Ukraine joining NATO was the push that was too far. And, um, you know, so they've been kind of sitting on their heels. Um, though something that, you know, the U.S. and other countries have been doing is issuing sanctions. Oh, excuse me. I'm trying to burp, but it's not coming. Um, but the U.S. Is, is issued sanctions not just against, like, general things. They're, they're very specific. Because the idea of a sanction is to hurt a warring country or hurt a country that's, you know, doing something that you feel is, you know, uncon- is unjust, is unright. And, um, you know, you're financially crippling them so that they stop. That they come back to the table and they try to, you know... Uh, diplomacy um essentially america is trying to do something very specific because they don't want to specifically hurt the people but hurt the people at the top in the russian oligarch because essentially russia is kind of a dictatorship that putin is obviously the dictator of more or less he's you know president putin but you know he's been in this shit for like 22 years he's been running shit um and essentially it's him um that they really want to have take the hit as well as the oligarchs the rich but it's very complicated um some of these oligarchs these people who have a ton of money and who are a part of government the kremlin um have like dual citizenship well maybe not so much in the kremlin but at least people who are close enough that they can help with the money and all that kind of shit um so i mean it is a very like technical balance that you're trying to strike up where you hurt these people financially that you freeze their assets you don't let them into the don't let them have access more or less to the u.s dollar which is a big deal you know obviously a lot of money all money pretty much runs through the u.s and um you know so essentially it becomes a conversation of okay we're going to put these sanctions on them it's going to hurt them they're going to come back to the table but there's kind of a caveat here um where the Russians, they haven't, this isn't a lark. This isn't an impulse decision. This isn't something that they are doing haphazardly. Like, yeah, on paper, it kind of seems like a, a spirited passion of Putin to bring back the USSR and bring it back to its full glory. But these are all moves that I feel uh, Putin is doing to more or less say, hey, I'm sick of the US coming around. I'm sick of NATO coming around trying to tell us what to do, what we can't do. I do not want to be tied to any of it. I want to have as much autonomy and control as I can. And I think what he wants to do, and that's why the dream of the whole rebuilding a bit or as much as he can of the USSR to get stronger, to build it up so that you can't be bullied by any other superpower, that they have to recognize you as the same. And um, because that's something that I learned throughout this week. There was at one point... Where even Putin was trying to be like, hey, why don't you let us join NATO? Why don't you let Russia join NATO? And we more or less are like, uh, well, why don't you actually like let things be a democracy? And he's kind of like, mm, I don't, I'm not trying to kowtow to you guys. I want this to be like a mutual thing. And essentially, he just went on his way, trying to push it this way, more or less where we are now. So none of this is a lark. None of this is happenstance. Um, essentially... Like I said, they're trying to get off the U.S. dollar as much as they can. They are trying to work with China and either also do other things with the euro. 
So essentially that they're kind of sanction-proof. Because um, this isn't their first wave of sanctions. This isn't new. Um, so hopefully the they this does do something. But at the same time, Russia is also going to counter with their own way of sanctions. I mean, essentially, we um, added to also other, like in the EU, Germany said, hey, we are not going to okay the um, Nord Stream 2 pipeline, which is a gas pipeline from the from Russia to Germany, you know, is distributed throughout uh, Europe. That's a big deal. Also, another big thing to note, um, Russia is like number two in our like oil distribution kind of stuff. So like all these kind of sanctions that we're throwing at them, they're obviously going to retaliate and that's going to hurt us at the pump. That's going to hurt us, you know, with our gas energy stuff. I mean, it's all the kind of trickle down that everyone's kind of worried about. So the idea is like, hey, we're going to slap him on the wrist, but we're not going to cut his hand off. And like, but the longer this all goes, I mean, this is literally all popped off pretty much from this week. Like, it almost just seems silly. Like, what are you going to do? Like, are you going to let, you know, completely Ukraine just completely get ransacked? And then, you know, that's the end of it. Um, You know, because currently right now they are fighting in Kiev. And that's the thing. Well, Kiev, Kiev. Um, however you say it, you know, there's two ways to slice this, you know, Russian, Kia or Ukrainian, but essentially, you know, they're fighting for their lives. You know, they are doing their best they can to defend their country. And the best that we're kind of giving them is, you know, sanctions and lethal aid. Um, I heard today too, that I think the Pentagon is, uh, going to approve more of that to send to them. Um, but all those troops are kind of there in the area, um, the surrounding area, like all the troops that Biden has sent, um, like so Poland, Romania, uh, they're all there in case things pop off. Um, also, another thing to add, um, speaking about just the whole NATO situation, um, Zelensky has, you know, kind of like I said earlier, has kind of made a plea to, you know, NATO to say, hey, please, like, let us in, let us in, like the Eric Andre meme, like, please. Um, so that way we can do something, maybe even just that alone would make this like make Putin like rethink things, but, um, you know, still nothing, but also this has prompted Finland and also Sweden to say, Hey, we want in to NATO. We're, we're not playing either. Let us, let us in. (laughs) So, because they realize that, Hey, this could go beyond Ukraine. Like, you know, yes, this is a big deal. Just this piece of land. But he could obviously want for more. He could want to try to get as many former USSR powers as he can. So Russia has, you know, come out and said, hey, if you do that, you know, we will definitely come at you. Um, There will be like, you know, hard retaliation. But more or less, Finland and Sweden are both like, okay, cool, whatever. We're still trying. We we know what our alternatives are. Like we have a state of emergency for a reason. Um. So essentially, I mean, this is a lot. Um, with the Nord Stream pipeline, um, let's see, I got a good um, article from the Insider. I'll check that out. Um, the sanction stuff I also got from NPR. Um, I mean, there's just so much to cover and talk about with this stuff. It's it's really big. Um, I'm kind of thinking maybe it might get condensed down to like I wind up talking about it like once a week, hopefully not every episode. Um, I'm hopefully going to kind of contain this into just this episode and the next episode is going to be different. Um, but yeah, I mean, also something I did want to bring up too, um, on the Russian side of things, 
there are Russians who are actively protesting. Um, there has been a, currently 1,800 arrest, arrests. So, I mean, that's that's big. I, and, and, and the thing is, it's like, well, you know, it's good that people are protesting. You know, that's that's something that, you know, you should be doing, yada, yada, yada. But, I mean, it's different in Russia than it is, like, let's say, protesting in America. It's already shitty as fuck protesting in America. We've kind of covered that a little bit. Um, obviously, we've pro- we've talked about protesting in Canada, which I am going to kind of put a little bit of a bow on uh, by the end of this episode, actually. It's not just going to be Ukraine. But um, in Russia, it's very one-sided conversation. It is state-run radio. It is state-run media, or at least state-run media. So in other words, like anything that you see news-wise that's like quote-unquote real is coming out of the government. It's coming out of the Kremlin. And, you know, obviously there's propaganda on all sides. That's definitely something I also want to kind of talk about. It's hard to like find all the right, quote-unquote, right information when there's so much and it's so readily available. Like, um... You know, you can see airstrikes, you can see explosions, you can see all of this live stuff right now. You can go on your TikTok right now and see shit. It's crazy. Um, but in Russia, it's very one note. It's very out of the state-run media. And people who are obviously seeing more of a full picture that is outside of the Kremlin are like, no, this is fucked up. We are not running a humane situation here. We're bombing like civilians. We are hurting people. We don't need to do this. This isn't necessary. And uh, they, they came out to protest and they actively then got arrested. Like there wasn't any conversation. There wasn't any talk. So, I mean, it's a brave and an honorable thing that they are doing as well. Um, it's a brave and honorable thing. Obviously, you know, I want to definitely give flowers out to all the Ukrainians out there fighting for their lives. And even the people who are trying to get out of the country, like, that shit is crazy. There, it, It's so hard to have any kind of perspective on this when you haven't lived it. I, I haven't. So, like, I'm just kind of watching. I'm kind of looking. And, you know, I know for me, I'm at least religious. So, you know, I do send out my thoughts and prayers to those people. Um, but... All we can do is kind of send our support and hope that things do go well. Um, Kiev is still, you know, controlled by Ukraine. You know, Ukraine is still Ukraine right now, and that's great. Um, In terms of, like, how things are going, they are defending it. Um, I believe they have a draft policy of 18 to 60, all men. So essentially now, like, if you're in the country, you have an AK-47 and a pistol. And you're here, and you're fighting against the Russians who are here. Um, and that's that's the standing order right now. Um, so, I mean, shit's crazy. Um, you know, like I said, I'll definitely do my best to keep you guys updated. Um, and uh, like I said, I didn't want to keep, I wanted to put a bow on things. Also, let me hit that, let me hit that break a break real quick, you know. I wish I had some, like, cool little neat music or something like this. But, you know, I kind of like the silence I put on you guys you know <laughs> like what's he doing over there what's that what's that lighter flick about you know Woo! there it is there it is there's a levity um but yeah to wrap things up for the episode um Essentially, Ottawa 
is in their post-Freedom Convoy state. Um, definitely a lot of the news has kind of already shifted uh, to Ukraine and Russia, uh, rightfully so. Um, but yeah, it does seem like uh, the bulk of the protest has kind of moved on. Um, in a weird way, it's kind of moved a little bit more to the U.S. Like it's kind of just like bounced around. Um Talks like DC and all that kind of bullshit, but we'll see if that pops up, if that's worth my time. Uh, probably not. But uh, essentially, though, Ottawa's kind of, like I said, they're in their aftermath. There are definitely still, I think, people protesting, but I think all the trucks got towed or have left, so that's good. Um, Trudeau is still in office, and um, you know they still have their, their mandates and stuff. Honestly, though, I, I do, and another reason why I kind of didn't like the protest about the Freedom Trucker Convoy bullshit is because if you just waited this out like a few more months, we'd all as a collective are probably getting to that point where we all are feeling that burnout. And like, I know in America, like, I think I heard the news today, like they're saying like CDC is like 70% of y'all don't even need masks. Just fuck it. Who cares? I mean, obviously I said before in Ohio, we're already, we've been on that shit for like over a year. Um, So I mean, you just kind of had to be patient. And these guys were just, these guys and gals, you know, were just ready to get rowdy, eh? And I mean, I completely understand. I get it. Um, if there is any jump-offs or whatever, like I said, if the convoy does make any bigger moves, maybe abroad, back here in the States, you know, I'll be sure to let you guys know. Um, like I said, most likely the next episode won't be Ukraine-Russia-focused unless something big pops off. I mean, that's kind of the the crazy thing here is like I mean it's it's a big conflict it's a real war you know and it's not something I've really covered before I mean naturally we've talked about the war in Afghanistan but you know that was some weird loose ass shit and this is this is definitely a different kind of kinetic I think um, I don't know maybe I'm wrong also too something I kind of uh, I it does kind of get lost maybe in the general mass myself included here um, we cover this war this is something that's happening. But there are wars like this, there are conflicts like this going on all the time. There are people fighting for their lives who are occupied by another group of people, and they're sick of it. And to me, that almost seems like such a faraway old thing, but it's not. It happens. It's happening now. It's just this is the flavor of the week. This is the thing that we're talking about and covering. So, um, you know, any questions, concerns, comments, you know, I love them. You know, I want them. Um, let's see where you can reach me. Let's see if I can remember. The Gmail is the key one. So let's let's start there. That's uh, IsaiahNews1 at gmail.com. Um, I got a Patreon. That's uh, patreon.com slash IsaiahNews. Um, Isaiah underscore news. That's for sure the Twitter. IsaiahNews is the Instagram. I uh, got a YouTube. That's Isaiah Edwards. You can find me there. Um, yeah, uh, Facebook too, if you're a boomer or whatever, I live there. Um, so yeah, I will see you guys around, um, hopefully for the next episode and I'll see you hopefully for some more good news. Um, I love you guys. Stay safe. Bye. Mwah.